Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We are studying through the book of 1 Peter, and it has been a blessing to me to be able to study it and teach it on these podcasts. The major theme of the book of 1 Peter is we are aliens. In other words, those of us who are Christ followers are part of another country. We are citizens of, of heaven, and we are temporary residents here on earth, wherever our country is, whatever our citizenship is. We are still temporary residents. And along with that major theme is the idea that aliens in a different environment suffer. And that was the case to the original readers of Peter's writing. They were people that were fleeing persecution and they were experiencing escalating persecution. They were in a country that wasn't their own. And Peter is talking to them about that suffering and about how to live as aliens in a strange country until they get to their primary home, to their permanent home. And that again is heaven. Well, we come to 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're looking at verses 13 to 17 on today's podcast. In verse 13, Peter says this, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? So he begins this section by saying, Look, if you are honestly doing what is right, what is good, if you're zealous for doing what is good, there's a good chance that you won't be harmed. People appreciate honest people. People appreciate people that uh, live right with God and with, with others. But, but there is that possibility that you are going to encounter resistance. There is that possibility that even if you are doing right, if you're doing good, if you're living for Jesus, there's that strong possibility that you are going to suffer persecution. Jesus, in his last night, as he was instructing his, in, in, his disciples, his apostles, he told them that, that in this world they will suffer persecution. He said it straight up. And so I'm sure this is in the mind of, of Peter. And so he says, even though you're doing good, uh, you will probably encounter suffering at some point in the game. And verse 14 says, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Even if you are persecuted, you're honored you're honored to suffer for Christ. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 to 18. Now, this is uh, the Apostle Paul, and, and he is dealing with a mindset that I believe is somewhat unfamiliar to us in this day and time. But we need to take heed to what he's saying here. He says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. So he's talking to believers. And verse 17 says, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. We have an inheritance coming. We've talked about that on previous podcasts. But then he goes, goes on to say this. 
um, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Think about that. Paul said, look, suffering is, is there's no comparison. The, the little bit of suffering that we go through here, hey, it's, it's, it's worth it because it can't, it can't even compare to the glory that we're going to experience when we get home, when we get home to heaven. But then Paul, in another letter to the Philippians in chapter 3, ver, verse 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Paul said he wanted to know Christ. And he wanted to know him in the deepest way. And he said, uh, I want to know not only him in the power of his resurrection, but I want to know him in the fellowship, the common sharing, the participation of his sufferings. That's a whole other mindset about suffering, folks. Um, it's not that uh, we're... Paul was saying, I, I want to hurt, I want to suffer, but he was saying this, my mind is this, if suffering comes, if it's something that I can't avoid, and it comes, I count it as an honor. I want to know Christ in that way. I want to be willing to know, know Him. So he, back here in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14, uh, again that verse, if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed, and do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. And so here Peter is quoting loosely from Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12. He says, don't fear, don't be afraid of their intimidation, don't be afraid of, of uh, what they're going to do to you. And I am certain I believe with all my heart that Peter had ringing in the back of his mind uh, an experience that he had with Jesus when he was walking with Jesus on this earth. And it's recorded in Matthew chapter 10, verse, verse 28 is the heart and soul of it. But even the verses before that, Jesus is dealing there with his apostles and he's talking to them about persecution and, and how to deal with persecution. And in Matthew 10, 28, he says, do not fear men who can kill your body, but fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so Jesus was making a point there. He was saying, hey, when you encounter persecution, don't let them intimidate you. Don't be afraid. The worst thing they can do is kill your body, but they can't touch your soul. They cannot touch your soul, but you fear, you reverence, you honor the one that created you, that created you body and soul, and he can cast that body and soul into hell. You fear God. You do what is right in the, in the face of God, in the, and don't let men intimidate you in suffering. Again, I would say that these men in those times had a whole different perspective and view on suffering than we do today, and we need to listen up. We need to understand, you know, those of us that live here in the United States of America, we have these wonderful constitutional rights, uh, things that come out of the Bill of Rights. We have the uh, freedom of speech. We have the freedom of assembly. We have the freedom of, of, uh, of religion. We have the freedom to, to freely practice and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and you know, the, the little bit of resistance that we meet is nothing in comparison to what others 
have suffered throughout the last 2,000 years and many, many, many hundreds of thousands, even millions suffer right now in this world. And so we need to prepare ourselves because it may not be this way always. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the time may be coming, even if not for us or our children, maybe our grandchildren or great-grandchildren, where they're going to face some difficult issues and some great resistance, and we need to understand that. So they need to be prepared, and we need to be prepared for dealing with persecution at whatever level. So verses 15 to 17 give us the, uh, some things that will help us to prepare for, for persecution. In verse 15 it says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Uh, that's the first part of verse 15. So to begin with, if we're going to be ready for persecution, we need to sanctify or set apart uh, Jesus as Lord in our hearts. And that just simply means to yield to the obvious Lordship of Christ. If you're a believer, you were saved, when you were saved, He became your Savior, your Lord, your Master. He is the one that, that, uh, controls your life. And what, uh, uh, Peter is saying here is it all begins with us yielding to the Lordship of Christ. Set apart. Sanctify means set apart. It is a determined choice. And it says in your hearts. And so, it begins inside the inner man. Uh, it, it is all about that communion that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it's all about us focusing on that ongoing relationship with the Lord, growing that relationship with the Lord through through the Word of God and through prayer and through fellowship with the saints. Uh, that's how we continue to grow, and that is uh, uh, that deals with our heart. Uh, our heart is the center of our thinker of our feeler, our feelings, and of our chooser. And when we yield our thinker and our feeler and our chooser to the Lordship of Christ, we are prepared for whatever He allows to come into our lives. And the rest of verse 15 says, Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And always being ready, that means that we need to to anticipate. We need to realize that there are going to be opportunities that come up for us to give a defense. That means just to just to answer in a in a general sense the reason why we love Jesus and to tell about the hope that's in us, the salvation that's in us. Always be ready. Be anticipating. And how do we get ready? By doing what you're doing right now, studying the Word of God, knowing what God says, knowing what the gospel is, the gospel of Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again, uh, knowing what it is about uh, uh, how someone can pray to trust Christ and, and to be converted. And, and it says to everyone who asks the hope, and it says with gentleness and reverence. That means we never fight and fuss about it, but we're kind and we're respectful to the person that asks. It's not a matter of a, of a fight, of, a, of an argument, of a debate. You can't argue anyone into the kingdom. You can't bring anyone into the kingdom. All you can do is be a messenger and do it in a kind way and a respectful way. Verse 16 says, and keep a good conscience in the things which you are slandered uh, in the the things in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior will be put to shame. And so uh, keeping a good conscience is just just a matter of confessing our sin, uh, making sure that we are honoring the Lord in our life. And then there, the accusers will be put to shame. Their conscience will put, put them to shame. And then verse 17 says this, for it is better if God should will it. 
that you suffer for doing right rather than for doing what is wrong. And and we got to understand that nothing gets past God, that He wills all that happens, and that if we do suffer, we got to understand that God is aware of it, and it is a part of God's plan, and God can use that in your life to to uh, purify you and to make you stronger, and God can use it in the lives of people around you to draw them to, to Christ and the reality of what you have. And so, always be prepared is the word for today. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.